0: After a little while, I started throwing on the sidelines. I kept throwing until the arm was loose, until I wasn't thinking about anything but getting that ball over the plate. Then I stopped and went into the dugout. A couple of minutes later, my teammates took the field. The crowd really whooped it up for them, but it was nothing like what the fans did when I stepped out on the field. You couldn't hear yourself think. It was all noise. For a minute, I just listened. Then I looked into Jim Hegan, my catcher. He was ready. Ralph Hodgen, Chicago's right fielder, was the first man up. I reared back, kicked that left foot of mine up in the sky, then pivoted and threw my fast one. The crowd ooed. There wasn't many that showed speed like that. And they were calling me the old man, where there were guys half my age who were throwing those soft pitches like knucklers and let-ups. I got Hodgen out of there in no time." Tony Lupian, the White Sox first baseman, and old Luke Appling, one of the best ever, and Chicago's third baseman, followed Hodgin to the plate and back to the bench for outs. The first inning was out of the way. We didn't score in the last of the first. Nobody scored in the second and third innings either. Lupian led off in the fourth for Chicago. I got cute and walked him. I wasn't worried even though Luke Appling was up again. I fired my fastball at Luke. There was a sharp crack and the ball streaked toward deep center field. Appling raced to first and Lupian headed around second for third. There goes the shutout record, I thought. Then Larry Doby appeared from nowhere, grabbed that sizzler on the first bounce and threw to third. The ball beat Lupian, and he was tagged out by Ken Keltner. I started breathing again. I got the next two guys out to retire the side, leaving Appling on base. "'Give me some runs!' I yelled when we went in for our bats in the last of the fourth. Lou Boudreau must have been listening. He singled. Then Ken Keltner singled. It was up to Larry Doby, the other Negro on our club. Larry singled and Boudreau scored. We were ahead one to nothing. We didn't get any more runs that inning, but I felt like a kid with that one-run lead. I cut down the White Sox in the fifth and sixth innings in order. In the seventh, I got Appling out quick." That brought up Pat Siri, Chicago's left fielder. I fired my B-ball. Siri smacked it. The ball zoomed higher and higher toward the left center field fence. That's really good by shutout, I thought. Then Dobie was there. He pressed up against the fence, reached back over it, and caught the ball. I really blazed my fast one in after that and got Aaron Robinson out. Listen to them mutter, I thought. Listen to them mutter at the old man's speed. I still had that one-run lead and that shutout when I walked out there to pitch the ninth. Everybody was standing. Everybody was cheering me. I didn't let them down. I retired the side in order. We'd won, one to nothing. I'd pitched the shutout and the Indians had tied that American League record. I'd given up only three hits and had me my fifth win against only one loss. There'd be no more worrying about the old man now. The pressure had been on, but I'd come through. I felt like yelling, when I throw, nobody hits. But I didn't. I just laughed and pushed my way toward the locker room. A dozen baseball writers came after me while I was dressing. Looks like you're Rookie of the Year, Satch, one of them said. You may be right, man, I said, but 22 years is a long time to be a rookie. But those 22 years since I first pitched for a professional club didn't seem like anything anymore. You look like you were in top shape, Satch, another writer said. You should have seen me five or six years ago. I was twice as good as I am now. For a guy who'd been around as long as me, making the majors was a big thing. It meant I'd done what death had kept Josh Gibson from doing and what age had kept a bunch of others from doing big name guys like Smokey Joe Williams, Turkey Stearns, Home Run Johnson, Bullet Joe Rogan, George Seals, Terrace McDuffell, Showboat Thomas, Ted Strong, Frank Duncan, John Neck Stanley, Oscar Charleston. Willie Wells, Lefty Williams, Ray Dandridge, Leon Day, Theolic Fireball Smith, Hilton Smith, George Perkins, Dave Barnhill, John Henry Lloyd, and Cannonball Dick Redding. They'd always had to listen to that same old sentence. If you were only white so you could be in the majors. If you were only white. That impressed me, too, but it was gone. The guy who couldn't get into the major leagues for 22 years because of Jim Crow was in the majors. Now everybody could see how 10 years ago I could have won 35 or 40 games a season in the majors. They could see if I'm.